With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Mr. Russian, thank you for returning to the program. Uh, program. I'm hearing you're very busy with the kids. We appreciate you giving us a minute or two. I'm listening, talking to you from a minivan in West Hartford, Connecticut. It's what a pleasure. Only two of the kids in the van. <laughs> well, they, is there a, a chance that either of them will start screaming? Uh, yes, there's a good chance. My yeah. daughter was just sneezing before I get, came on the line, so there's, they'll be sneezing, they'll be screaming, <laughs> well, be prepared. I'll have you know that the bar is high in this regard. Last time we had John Feinstein on, the interview was rudely interrupted. Well, first of all, during the interview, you could hear somebody playing in a, uh, the piano through the entire interview, and then late, we hear the piano playing stop, and we hear <laughs> a young female voice scream at her father, that she needs him, and she need, he needs to get off the phone, which made it a little awkward at the end. So I hope it doesn't get quite that bad. But we found out after the fact, John called back to say that the reason she was being so difficult was that she was afraid that the family cat was choking on a Cheerio and, and, and wanted John to attend to said problem. So uh, it's, it's going to be hard for you to top that. What was a feline Heimlich performance? <laughs> That's what I wondered. Yeah, I, I guess you can Who's well, to say? I, I will tell you, in, in, a, in a sea of empty parking spaces in this vast high school parking lot, a high school kid in a Nissan with uh, no muffler has just pulled up one space <laughs> over. So uh, just my luck. Anyway. I'll be prepared. I will be prepared for that. So far, we don't hear a thing. Um, you mentioned in uh, a, a piece that we're li- we've linked to via the Barrero Show page, KFN.com, that, of course, uh, some of baseball's most famous curses that have been written about and talked about and discussed forever, uh, Bambino and Billy Goat, that – there might well be another curse that uh, Twins fans don't know about, which you describe as the Bund Meat and Breadsticks curse. It will help us introduce your piece today. What is the Bund Meat and Breadsticks curse all about? Well, you know, part of East Coast media bias is everybody out here gets a curse and uh, you know, <laughs> gets to glorify their own misery. And, and I, I felt like Minnesota, both Vikings and Twins fans, haven't really uh, – they've certainly wallowed in, in misery, Vikings fans, but they haven't really, you know, named a, 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 a cosmological That's true. Uh, curse. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Twins and Yankees go way back to the very first game the Twins ever played. The first game the Twins ever played was at Yankee Stadium in April of 1961. Um, they won 6 nothing. Uh, Marilyn Monroe was one of the 14,000 people there on a cold day, and it got very little attention because later that night, essentially, Yuri Gagarin was the first man in space. And, um, and then the Twins went on to Baltimore. I think it was just a one-game uh, opening day uh, series. And... Uh, and uh, that was 1961. Three years later, the Twins back in the Bronx uh, spirit out. They, they, they work out a 19-year-old kid from nearby Washington Heights, 19-year-old, uh, playing for a Bronx Sandlot team. You'd think that the Yankees would be all over this guy sure. uh, from Panama. But uh, the Twins work him out, give him a dozen swings, and say, let's get him out of here before the Yankees <laughs> and, and everybody else um, wants to sign him. And they, they take him to an Italian restaurant in the Bronx. And, I mean, you, you picture all this, you know, you think of the Godfather, the Italian restaurant in the Bronx and Michael Corleone and all that. And, uh, and they, they get a signature on a contract. And Rod Crew is, um, 
is spirited out of the, the Yankees' own backyard. And, of course, the following year, the Twins are in the World Series. Um, the Yankees are on the decline in that decade. And uh, 10 years later, Carew is, um, you know, is leaving Minnesota and expresses his preference to play for the Yankees. Um, and and um, when, when he entertains other offers, as, as uh, he should be doing, um, George Steinbrenner says uh, he's not worthy of playing for the Yankees. And, and uh, you know, basically, you can't fire me, I quit kind of a deal. And Carew signs with the Angels. So there's this kind of uh, back and forth with the Twins and the Yankees uh, from, from earliest days when, when both teams are kind of not super relevant in the 60s and 70s. And then, um, and then of course, it gets really bad in the 80s when, um, when the Twins move into the Metrodome and, and Billy yeah. Martin, former Twins manager, who Carew loved, um, uh, you know, is not alone in disliking the Metrodome, but says, look, this place is, he says, uh, you know, this place stinks. I'm sure he used stronger language than that. This is how he's quoted in the paper. I can't believe uh, Hubert H. Humphrey was named after a dump <laughs> like this. You know, one of the great quotes ever. ever. Um, and I think Billy general, general, genuinely believed that was that, that Humphrey was named after the dome and not vice versa. <laughs> And the Steinbrenner, you know, said, if I want, you know, this place is a circus, it's, uh, you know, if I wanted my players to play ping pong, I'd send them to China to play the Chinese national team. And, um, and you know, Billy, Billy said, they should, this is remember the 85 All-Star game in Minnesota and, and all of baseball was going to come and it was going to be an embarrassment. And, and Billy said uh, they should paint the ceiling. Polad should spend $100,000 on this dump. You know, somebody should tell him uh, they don't put pockets in coffins. In other words, he can't take the money with him. So you've got this free-spending Steinbrenner uh, who's always yeah. running off of the mouth and the, the, the perceived skinflint Polad who, um, who's never running off of the mouth. And, of course, the Twins are ascendant in the 80s, and the Yankees are sort of squandering Mattingly's uh, prime years. Yeah, very culminating in 87 and 91. In 87 and 91, exactly. Well, as you remind people, in this part of it, I think they they know uh, all too well, the Twins have lost uh, a record 13 consecutive uh, postseason games. I think that ties the record. And if you broaden that out, of course, to regular season and so forth, um, 18 years. The, 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 the last year since the, the Twins last took the season series from the Yankees, in the 18 years that have followed, the Twins are 35 and 87 against New York, a 287 winning percentage, and you've projected it out to 162 game schedule like a lot of people, and it ain't good. 46 and 116, yeah. which I think, by the way, is the Detroit Tigers' record this year uh, by, by by sheer coincidence. Um, and and it's crazy. It's yeah. not all attributable to payroll no. and everything else because of the tw- course the Twins have been in the postseason enough times to have lost 13 consecutive postseason games and. Um, uh, and you know, to me, it didn't really feel like uh, like a uh, cosmological kind of uh, conspiracy against the Twins until Melky Cabrera knocked Mowers' hit down the left field line in 2009 into foul territory, and you know the umps made the wrong call, and oops, and that's when it started to feel a little like you know this isn't going to happen. Of course, the beauty is, you know, with the exception of 2017, um, you know. A handful of players in the Twins have played one game against the Yankees in the postseason, so it shouldn't have a carryover effect. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, sure. if there is one. Well, I, I, in terms of for fans, there's no question it's in their mind. It, I think most people accept that it's a completely different team. There's a few carryovers from that last wild card game, but that's not how fans think, and I don't blame them. They they just know how the Yankees have tortured this team for you know forever 
and ever. And you remind us of something I had almost forgotten. If you want to bring it to to the to to literally the present, you got the Pineda deal, where uh, a, a pitcher who you could argue the second half of the season became the Twins' most reliable starter. Uh, from the Yankees, by the way, and by the way, we don't have him because, of course, he gets caught taking something he shouldn't. So if you want to believe in curses or you just want to believe in an endless series of really bad coincidences, another thing that links the two and the guy that we were starting to really rely on suddenly when they need him most isn't an option in the postseason. Right, and, and um, you know, that 2017 game, while it was one game, everybody remembers it was a 3 nothing lead and the leadoff goes your home run and all that. <laughs> and um, so, you know, when do you, when do you kind of uh, believe in the, mm-hmm. in the ninth inning uh, that uh, Maurer hit was in the 11th inning in 2009? So it's, it's um, you know, when, I think when it's, when, when it's in the books is when people will, will start to believe. And, of course, um, you know, there's the whole Minnesota, New York, growing up in Minnesota and having moved to New York and lived there. And people say, oh, you're from Indianapolis. You're from Michigan. Where's Minneapolis again? <laughs> yes. And it really, really is annoying. And when you have a weekend where the Twins are playing games one, two, and then the Vikings are at the Giants on the off day, <laughs> hardly an off day, uh, that will be uh, that will be revisited in, in my own mind anyway. And, uh, you know, but, but the number of times I heard in New York, you know, uh, you know, I'm you're sure. from in- Indiana, right? No, Minneapolis. <laughs> it's a different place than Indianapolis. Is uh, a lot. Shouldn't be that tough. Steve Russian, Sports Illustrated, joining us on the fan. Uh, Steve, I should say, mention Ben Gessling will join us at the bottom of the hour. There's also the Chuck Knobloch link and connection between these two franchises. Well, well yeah. So, you know, the Twins, of course, are great in um, in the early 90s, and then the Yankees dominate the rest of that decade. And, um, you know, Chuck Knobloch, obviously, um, wants to sign with the Yankees, which seems always seems like the sort of easy option um, for anybody. But uh, so he gets in on that Yankees dynasty. And when he returns to Minnesota, um, you know, he hears booze, but it's only when he moves from second base to uh, to left field that he hears the booze and, and they're raining, um, you know, hot dogs and, and other, um, other uh, flying objects at him over the plexiglass at the Metrodome. And, um, you know, th- that was dollar dog night at the Dome. And, um, you know, so that there's where the curse of bunned meat comes in. You get the crew at the Stelladoro bread, breadstick factory. There you and, go. Um, these, these breadsticks and, and, and hot dog buns uh, loom large in the Twins-Yankees rivalry. I knew you could, you'd, la- you'd latch it back up together. You didn't disappoint me. And, and by the way, for the record, Billy Martin connection, obviously, he managed for both teams. And was he not managing for the Yankees, but but in visiting Minneapolis or visiting here for a series and was in Bloomington, Minnesota at a hotel when he got into the brawl that resulted in his dismissal? Yeah, he um, he was actually, I thought it was here for a series, but it was the season that just ended. It was in ah. October, and he was, I think he was passing through MSP on a okay. hunting or fishing trip, and uh, he was staying at the... Sofitel or the Hotel de France, I forget what they called it at that time, down on the Strip. Yep. Uh, I could practically see it from my bedroom window <laughs> next to the Radisson and uh, in in the bar, which, you know, I, I, uh, I've i said before, I think uh, cocktail umbrellas are still at half staff for this uh, event. Um, he uh, he got into it with a, I mean, of all the, of all the, the uh, kind of uh, Midwestern occupations with a traveling marshmallow salesman, <laughs> we punched out, costing him his job for 
it's like it's like wives. I can't remember it was the, the second time, his second go around with the Yankees. Um, but of course, he was fired. That was '79, and he was back uh, yeah. in the '80s to uh, to experience all the joys of the Metrodome. He wasn't completely wrong about the Metrodome, by the no, way. No, he was, was not. Just, uh, yeah. So the only thing that changed the mythology on the Metrodome was the obvious: if you win two World Series in a place then people will appreciate it in a way that otherwise they would have sneered at it, even people here, just like Billy Martin did. That's what changed it, because you, well, you got those memories uh, inside that building, as, as, as reprehensible it's, as the building was. Yeah, and it's like your own family. We can, you know, <laughs> we can rip our own siblings, but yes. you from outside can't. That's, you know, may have accounted for the, uh, the, the infamous, you know, Metrodome Minneapolis, we like it here sign Very true. Uh, at the Metrodome. Oh, one of the, God, that brings back, we've had so much fun with that over the decades. Um, as an experienced Minnesota fan, preparing for this series, which begins tomorrow night, most experts nationally even say, look, uh, Yankees are still maybe the better team, and they won a lot of games, and they're starting this series at home. But uh, this is a different Twins team. They don't have to get, you know, uh, six hits to get two runs. Uh, they can hit the long ball. Do you buy the notion that they can play with the Yankees and win this series? Do you buy the notion that, hey, let's face our fears, even if it's not these players' fears, the fans' fears, and let's let's what better way to do it but to start the postseason by by slaying that particular dragon? Oh, of course, absolutely. I mean, I think this series is such a coin flip. Um, you know that that series this summer at Target Field was probably the best of the season in baseball. Um, this is a series I was hoping would happen. It, it, it will be a lot of fun, and you know it'll be interesting. Um, you know, the, what was the Vikings Bears game, sixteen six, to see if baseball <laughs> outscores the football in this game. It could, because, um, you know, you two, two teams that hit tons of home runs. It's it's going to be it's going to come down to you know. Uh, you know who gets the field goal late. So, um, and I don't mean that as a you know to spook Minnesotans because you know how that goes yeah, too. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think I think you know what is that fourteen twelve at Target Field? Correct. It'd be interesting to see games like that. No doubt. Uh, let's finish on one serious note because the timing is is to that extent unfortunate. Uh, I've seen a number of tweets indicating that uh, Sports Illustrated, a, a publication you've been writing for for a long time, um, they're 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 doing they're they've announced a bunch of layoffs today. Um, it, we see more and more of this in the media industry. I don't have to tell you. It's uh, for those of us in it who have been in it from at one level or another, one time or another, it's depressing to see. It's sad all the way around. Uh, w- can you speak to this at all in terms of what your own emotions are and, 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 and how difficult this day's got to be for a lot of people, Would you, given yeah, this is a very it, proud publication? It's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, you know, something, you know, you know as much as I do from, from uh, news media, but that half, you know, half the staff jobs were, were cut today. And, um, you know, it's a publication, a magazine that's been my home for 30 years. Uh, I loved it as a kid. It was the only job I ever wanted. And, um, you know, I just saw a picture of me today in, in college holding a stack of Sports Illustrated from like 1987, and a year later, I got I got to start working there, and I never had an, another real job ever since. So, um, you know, yes, it's a fact of media life these days, yeah. but it doesn't make it any less uh, uh, heartbreaking to to see it happen to a place that I have loved and where a lot of super talented people have done done great work. Well said. We appreciate the time, and uh, good luck to your Twins Club starting tomorrow night. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Steve Rush and Sports Illustrated.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.